Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-Z, Landon the Dawstone, kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of news coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. We're talking about Walt Disney World. Once again, just me this week. Steffers is off on assignment. Couldn't even bother Justin Monorail to join me. He's off getting lunch with uh, friends of the show. So uh, if you're said friends of the show, hey, how are you? Thanks for listening. Hope y'all had a lovely time. Um, uh, so I apologize. It's just me this week. So uh, lower your expectations if they weren't already lowered. Biggest piece of news coming out of Walt Disney World is the start of Mickey's Not So Scary. Uh, We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. If you and your party are thinking about attending Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, you need to purchase your tickets because once again, we are talking about how more of these ticketed after hour parties are selling out. As of this recording, practically the entire month of August is sold out. The only date in August, again, as of this recording, that is still available is the Tuesday, August 30th party is still available at that 109 price point. So that means, obviously, you can't go back in time. Or or if you can go back in time, you need to pick me up in your DeLorean. That'd be sweet. You can't go back to the very first party that took place on Friday, August the 12th. That one already happened. And more importantly, it was sold out. So if you didn't have tickets, you couldn't get in regardless. But the rest of the month, with the exception of the very end of the month, the 30th, is sold out. But in addition to that, September 2nd, September 5th, September 20th, and then, of course, the very last Mickey's Not So Scary, appropriately enough, on October 31st, is sold out. So you do still have quite a few options in the month of September and October, but we're starting to see more and more of these ticketed events sell out. And I have a feeling that as we see more come out of the Mickey's Not So Scary parties on social media, we're going to see more parties sell out because, I mean, this is one of the most popular after hour ticketed events. And this is the first time this party has returned since the pandemic. I mean, we've talked about on previous podcasts about the boo bash that we had last year for better or for worse. And once again, in this podcaster's opinion, for worse in the case of the boobash but i love me some mickey's not so scary me and the smoking hot girlfriend we already have our tickets for when we're going to be down in september for mickey's not so scary and if i didn't have our tickets i would be sweating a little bit because i see more and more sold out options so again if you and your party are on the fence if you're thinking about going down to mickey's not so scary halloween party for the 2022 season I would be acting sooner rather than later because I would hate to see the date that you guys were thinking about just be removed from the table, to be snatched out from under you. I mean, again, you do still have your options in September and October, but I do think as we move along in the calendar year, we're going to see more and more of those parties sell out. But like I said, we are now in Halloween season down in Orlando, Florida, even though it's, you know, August 15th. We're celebrating Halloween in August, according to Mickey Mouse. But uh, <laughs> regardless, uh, if there's a party, I guess we need to attend and we need to celebrate. And uh, 
One of the things that is new for the Mickey's Not So Scary this year, we are still celebrating the 50th anniversary down in Walt Disney World, and there are 50th anniversary photo ops for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Uh, if you're a fan of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, there is a photo op for you. This is going to be located in the first room of the former Stitch's Great Escape queue. A step-in photo op can be found from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. You know, the Disney ride where you uh, go on a drunk driving adventure, crash, and then go to hell. Yeah, that's what happens on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Disney, family entertainment. Also, if you're a fan of Monsters, Inc., right next to Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a photo op for Monsters, Inc. You can stand in the doors from Monsters, Inc., where uh, Mike Wazowski and Sully are looking down kind of... Uh, be bewildered if you will it's like what's going on these crazy doors are out of control y'all and you and your party can stand in said out of control doors uh much like mr toad's wild ride if you're a fan of uh attractions from yesterday 20,000 leagues under the sea has a photo op for you this one can be found in adventureland near the seating area of the sunglass hut and then finally, uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow has its own photo op for the 50th anniversary. Uh, this is going to be in the Tomorrowland Terrace. Uh, during the day, this is the regular 50th anniversary photo op, but during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party, it's unveiled to be a Sleepy Hollow backdrop so there you go and then if you're a fan of hocus pocus 2 coming later this year to disney plus oh by the way they're raising the price on disney plus in december so uh, there you go yeah and we are going to talk about what bobby chapstick said this week later in the episode that's gonna be fun <sighs> Anyway, uh, speaking of Hocus Pocus 2, over in Liberty Square behind Ye Old Christmas Shop is a Hocus Pocus 2 photo op. Uh, Blog Mickey notes that this Hocus Pocus 2 photo op was available during normal daytime operations, but that might not always be guaranteed. So uh, go check that out if you're a fan of Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus 2, and uh, the Sanderson sisters and stuff like that. Uh, staying in the Halloween photo option realm uh one of my favorite parts of going to mickey's not so scary in the past and uh even the boobash last year was some of the uh photo pass magic shots uh and those are returning for this year's not so scary and we even have some new ones in particular there is one that i am a fan of and i think if you're a fan of classic disney animation you will be a fan of as well of course you and your party can uh get your shot holding a mickey jack-o-lantern standing um in front of Main Street, USA, uh, with uh, Cinderella's castle lit up in all her spooky glory for Main Street, for Mickey's Not So Scary. You can get your magic shot with a uh, imposed uh, headless horseman. Uh, you can hold the cards, the cards of Dr. Facilia and his friends from the other side. And then this one in particular, this is one that I am going to seek out. Once again, it's on Main Street, USA, in front of Cinderella's castle, 
It's the dancing skeletons from the classic black and white Walt Disney short where, you know, the black and white skeletons are, are, are dancing. You know, they're, they're being spooky and doing their skeleton dance. I think it looks super awesome. Can't wait to get my very own version of that. And of course, you can get classics like you with the hitchhiking ghost holding a flaming pumpkin. Um, uh, you can conjure a bubbling, brewing uh, cauldron of some sort with lights. You can get your picture in front of uh, the haunted mansion because you know it's it's, uh, it's, it's 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 Mickey's not so scary, so so you got to go ride the haunted mansion. But you can get a shot holding a um, holding a lantern like the uh, dude in the graveyard with his dog. It's like what's happening with all these crazy ghosts in there? It's all, and then uh, you can get a shot with uh, with uh, Oogie Boogie in the moon in front of uh, Cinderella's castle as well, once again, on Main Street, USA. I'm a big fan of these magic shots, even though it does suck that the photo pass is now an a la carte option for annual passes. I did get the a la carte option. I paid a little bit extra to get the photo pass. And part of the reason I did is for the magic shots like we're talking about here. So I look forward to getting everything that's coming to me, both in the annual pass and probably in life. I'm sure some of you are hoping I get everything that's coming to me in life as well. So we talked about some new stuff for this year's Mickey's Not So Scary. Now we got to talk about some stuff that people have noticed didn't return for the 2022 Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party, and this might be a sign of things to come. Notably, we're talking about the lack of Splash Mountain characters in the Boo T.U. Halloween Parade. Uh, Blog Mickey pointed out that Briar Rabbit, Briar Bear, and Briar Fox were previously all part of the Frontierland unit of the parade, and uh, notably, they were absent. Now, uh, the frontier land is just represented by uh, Chippendale and the Country Bears. So, I mean, again, we all know that Splash Mountain is going to be getting rethemed to Tiana and Princess and the Frog in the future. I'm kind of surprised to see these characters be removed from the Boo to You parade at this point. Because um, Splash Mountain is still up and running. The attraction is still there. As we know it, um, I mean, in the future, sure, I guess I understand removing them from the parade, <clears throat> but now I'm a little surprised. That's, that's just me, but if you are a fan of Briar Rabbit, Briar Bear, and Briar Fox, and we're looking to see them in the Boo to You parade, which, by the way, Boo to You, phenomenal stuff, uh, love that. Worth the price of admission alone. Uh, it, but if you are a fan of the Briar characters from Splash Mountain in that parade, I have some bad news for you. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. And uh, speaking of characters in the parade, well, this is a pre-parade note. Uh, Max from a Goofy movie, and I guess a Goofy show or Goof Troop. That's, that's the name of the show that spun off from a Goofy movie. He has decided to dress up as Powerline for uh, the pre-parade party show thing and uh, as a fan of a Goofy movie and uh, Powerline, that is a character that I cannot wait to see in person and take my very own picture. Se Seriously, if y'all haven't watched a Goofy movie, um, I already have your download. You can stop listening. Just, 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 just go watch a Goofy movie. 
phenomenal movie. And uh, Disney, do more with uh, with a goofy movie. Love that. Um, uh, moving away from spooky news from uh, Mickey's Not So Scary, we have to talk about Magic Man Plus again. Not how it's working, not what it's doing. Well, I guess rather what it's not doing in this instance, and that's uh, showing up for some people who ordered it in time for their trips. They, like me, placed their order the day that Magic Band Plus was released to the public. And they, like me, have a trip coming up. But unlike me, they have a trip coming up to Disney much sooner than I do. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, we can blame the supply chain because that seems to be the boogeyman uh, reason for everything these days. Um, it didn't show up. And it didn't show up in time for their trip. And as a Disney fan, that's a bummer. That really, really sucks. Um, because I know how excited I am to get down there and make my own impressions for Magic Band Plus, using it for myself. I know some of the re reviews online, heck, even on this own very own podcast, has been somewhat lackluster, uh, less than great, let's just say. But I'm still excited to get down there and use it for myself. I'm really hoping I get down there and it blows me away. I'm hoping I get down there and be like, okay, this is a fun piece of technology. But for whatever reason, these people, they didn't even get that option because it didn't show up for them and their party in time for their trip. And that sucks. That really sucks. But Disney, to their credit, seems to be helping those people out. Because in an email, Disney apologizes and offers not only a refund for the delayed Magic Band Plus devices, which they will be able to keep, they also offer a $50 digital Disney gift card. Uh, the And honestly, it's nice to see Disney acknowledge A, the issue, and B, more importantly, make things right. Because that's what Disney needs to do. Because this is, this is a screw up on Disney's part. The guests who gave Disney their money for these devices did nothing wrong. And for whatever reason, Disney couldn't follow through. And it's kind of refreshing to see Disney do the right thing uh, in this instance. Uh, in the email, Disney says, quote, we are reaching out about the recent Magic Man Plus order you made through the My Disney Experience app. Due to overwhelming popularity, we are unable to fulfill your order in time for your arrival at Walt Disney World Resort. Therefore, your order will be complimentary. If you were charged, a refund will be automatically processed back to your original form of payment within seven business days. Your Magic Bands will still ship to the address provided at no cost to you so you can use it for future visits. In addition, if you'd like to purchase other Magic Bands to use at the Walt Disney World Resort for this visit to provide the discount you were offered online, we will be sending you a $50 digital Disney gift card that you may use towards the purchase of a Magic Band Plus at a Walt Disney World Resort retail location, or you may apply it towards the purchase of other Disney merchandise or experiences. And it says, see DisneyGiftCard.com for details and participating locations. A separate email will be sent with your digital Disney gift card. Please accept our sincerest apologies. Thank you for your understanding, and we look forward to seeing 
seeing you real soon, end quote. Um, once again, it does suck that the Magic Man Pluses that these people ordered aren't going to be there in time for them to experience and use these brand new pieces of technology that Disney is rolling out and Disney is introducing. And Disney put a lot of time and effort into it. It's a bummer that they're not going to be able to use it for their upcoming trips. But it is also nice and, like I said, kind of refreshing that Disney's making good. They're not only getting their money back for the Magic Bands that they ordered, they're also getting a gift card, a $50 gift card, that if they want to buy Magic Band Pluses while they're down there, uh, assuming they can find them in stores, uh, they, they, they can do that, or they can put it towards, you know, getting other merchandise, or they can put it towards, you know, food and drink, or another experience while they're down on property. So, um, kudos, Disney. I mean, sucks. You kind of screwed the pooch and couldn't get the uh, Magic Band Plus there in the first place, but good on you um, for uh, making right. And uh, on the opposite end of good on you, Oh boy, uh, if you've ever worked retail, this story shouldn't come as a big shock to you uh, because uh, people kind of suck and will steal stuff. But uh, Disney has now started having to lock up Magic Man Plus in their store because uh, shock of all shocks, people steal things. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Disney has started locking up their new Magic Man Plus devices on store shelves after not having locks on them in the first few days of sale. The uh, new wearable device, which of course adds light and vibration effects on top of what a standard Magic Band can do, um, uh, retails at a higher price point than the Magic Standard Magic Band. Did I just say standard a lot? Anyway, uh, according to cast members, the locks are to prevent theft of the devices, which has reportedly been a problem in the past couple of weeks. The uh, devices were not behind locks at Magic Kingdom and Disney's Hollywood Studios initially. Um, uh, if guests were to purchase a Magic Band Plus, they must seek out a cast member to unlock the device before being able to make the purchase. Uh, cast members are also locking up the cable uh, that is charging because we talked last week uh, you can buy a separate uh, charging cable which is included with every magic band plus purchase but you can buy an extra one if you want and uh noting just fyi standard magic band devices and accessories not being locked up so so if you want to steal those those are still fair no no i'm only kidding don't steal magic bands uh, or magic band pluses but again if if you've ever worked retail that's really not that surprising people steal random crap i i remember when i was working at hot topic i had to put fago behind a locked case and Fe if you don't know what fago is it's a type of uh soda made famous by the insane clown posse and 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 it's not even good soda like like it's it's like i fourth tier soda like mm. anyway um if you take anything away from this podcast don't steal anyway i digress staying with the magic band plus i got my magic band plus this week i i, I messed around with it i uh linked it to um my my disney experience app and i was able to mess around uh with the settings the uh haptic vibrations and the colors uh where, where it lights up and going through the color options that was 
That was pretty cool. Uh, so if you don't know, every Magic Band Plus has some standard light up themes. Uh, your standard light colors are going to be red, orange, yellow, green, ocean blue, blue, sky blue, pink, purple, purple, and then light purple. Okay, those last two, I made those up. But, uh, however, some Magic Band Plus devices come with their own special light-up themes specific to the Magic Band Plus that you purchased. Vlog Mickey specifically uses the Fireworks and the Darth Vader Magic Band Plus as examples. Um, on the Fireworks one, it has a special theme, appropriately enough, named Fireworks, where it has a light green, a red, and a blue option as a light-up. And then on the Darth Vader one, again, appropriately enough, it's named Darth Vader. Um, and it has three different shades of red. Red, slightly darker shade of red, and then almost like a maroon color uh, for Darth Vader. Um, I got the... Magic Band Plus of the four parks, where it has a representation of, well, the four parks. Uh, I did not notice a special theming for that specific Magic Band, so I guess I can put it out there. That one doesn't have its very own specific option uh, for lighting up, uh, but I am curious. I know some of uh, you, the lovely listener, has gotten a Magic Band and has, at this point, assuming you got it, has messed around with it. So I'm curious, have you discovered a Magic Band Plus specific light theming for your Magic Band Plus? Uh, if you have, get at us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Disney and let us know because I'd be curious at that and I'm willing to bet some of our listeners would too because uh, I know some friends who just this past week purchased uh, Magic Bands for her and her child. So there are still people out there in the process of A, figuring out what Magic Band Plus they want and B, making those purchases. So maybe this might lean somebody in one way or another knowing they're going to get a specific or special option if they get, for example, the Firework Magic Band Plus or the Darth Vader Magic Band Plus. And, and again, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting down there and using these Magic Band Pluses because it, it came out this week that uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and Guardians of the Galaxy, it has a specific light-up effect after you get off the ride. So I think this is going to be some cool stuff going forward. And as we use it more, we're going to be discovering more. And... Again, I know I was kind of meh about it after it initially came out. Hell, I named a podcast Magic Band Plus a, a couple weeks ago. And maybe maybe that wasn't fair on my part because I am still very excited about using these new pieces of technology going forward and making my own opinions of Magic Band Plus. And uh, I look forward to reporting back uh, here in, oh my God, less than a month when I'm down at, uh, when I'm down at Walt. Oh, that's going to be great. That's, uh, mm. sorry, uh, sorry. I, I was just, well, thinking about being down in Disney and Epcot and, um, mm, this just makes me happy. Uh, well, speaking of Epcot, um, uh, if you are a single, uh, writer, like I sometimes am in Epcot, if you're a party of one and you are a fan of Soren and you don't want to wait in the long lines, uh, we have good news for you because, uh, they are now testing single writer options 
for Soren. Uh, guess looking to soar solo might find a single rider line open at Soren around the world at Epcot as cast members test the viability of a single rider line. The test, which has been going the last couple days, notes blog Mickey, opens uh, during periods of high wait times and is not open all day long. Because of the nature of the test, guests should expect delays as cast members are learning how to implement single riders into their normal operations. And this is how blog Mickey experienced the single rider experience of Soren around the world. The single rider line, again, this is if it's in use, will be at the far left of the entrance. You will be directed to use the far left lane until you reach the next cast member. You will walk next to the lightning lane guest the entire time, utilizing the walkway previously used only by cast members. Then at the first merger point, a cast member will direct you to one of the three theaters and instruct you to stay in the single rider queue until you reach the next cast member performing merger options in the specific theater you've been directed to. Once you reach the end of the single rider line, a cast member will direct you to whichever section you are needed in. Again, it's worth noting that this is going through a test and maybe this is an option that Disney doesn't implement going forward. Maybe Disney will, fig will figure they don't need single riders for soaring. Cast members, again, are new to the process and your weight as a single rider could be extensive. I mean, just because it's a single rider option, that doesn't guarantee you're gonna be blowing through the line. I can speak with my own personal experience of that and not on soaring, on other attractions. Sometimes you, you can still wait as a single rider. Uh, there is no posted wait time for a single rider or expectations that you will even get on the ride quicker so there you go. Um, I've seen crazy wait times for Soren, so I would be okay if Disney did decide to implement this going forward. Uh, though I am pretty much willing to guarantee if you are um, a single rider on Soren, you are gonna get a uh, a, a crooked uh, Eiffel Tower. There, there is there is no way you're not gonna get some crazy just wonked up. Uh, attractions from around the world you are going to get a less than ideal seat but that kind of comes with the whole single rider thing you get to bypass part of the time in line in theory but you can't you know call your shot you can't say i want this specific seat in the ride when i do get into the ride uh so Take the good with the bad, I suppose, but I would be a fan if Disney did decide to implement single rider for Soren going forward. Uh, staying in Epcot, and this applies to uh, annual pass holders. If you missed out on getting a Mickey and Minnie pass holder magnet earlier this year, I believe it was in... Uh February or March of this year. If you if you missed out on that, you uh, now have the opportunity from August 25th through September 21st, you can head to Creations at Epcot and pick it up. This is uh, Mickey and Minnie in the animation style that they've been using for the shorts. You have, or you're familiar with it if you've uh, been on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And unlike when you went to go pick it up in Disney Springs, well, well, it's not in Disney Springs, it's in Epcot. So it's, it's, it's not like that 
in that instance, first of all, uh, there will be no virtual queue for this pickup. Each pass holder must be present and show their valid annual pass card link, Magic Band, or Disney Magic Mobile Pass and government-issued photo ID to receive a magnet. And before you ask if you picked it up in March of this... There, there it is. March of this year, you are not, repeat, not eligible for another one. I say that because I looked it up and I tried to figure out if I could get another magnet. And to answer my and your question, no. No, you can't. No, you can't. And uh, real quick, uh, heading over to Animal Kingdom, we have the closure of another show, but this is for uh, routine furbishment. September 11th through the 24th of this year, Feathered Friends in Flight will be closed, but again, that is just for routine furbishment. It's going to be down for a couple weeks, and then if you are a fan of said Feathered Friends, they will be back in flight at the end of September. But if you're down there between the 11th and the 24th, Ah, sorry, they're uh, they're they're not going to be flying. They are not going to be flying. Got a little bit of monorail news here, and no, we're not talking of the Justin variety. Monorail Lime is back in service uh, for the first time since uh, June of 2019. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, it, it it says it's. Uh, I don't exactly know what uh, refurbishment was going on, but uh, it. Looks good. It, 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 it looks like a monorail. Um, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if you've ever been in a monorail, you know what it looks like, but this one has uh, green in it, almost like lime green. Uh, good look on it. Good look on it. <sighs> okay, and now comes the fun part. Uh, Bobby Chapik. Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Um, uh... Disney uh, released their uh, quarterly revenue uh, this week, and uh, he was given a whole bunch of interviews uh, with various outlets, uh, financial outlets, as it were. Uh, by the way, uh, they posted more than $7 billion in quarterly revenue, uh, and uh, per guest spending is up more than 40% over pre-pandemic levels. So, you know, Disney... It's a profit deal, y'all. But uh, in a chat with CNBC, Disney CEO Bob Chapek talked about the future of the Walt Disney Company. Following the announcement that Disney Plus will be more expensive later this year, Chapek was asked about the pricing at the theme parks. CNBC's Julia Borstein noted that anytime Disney announces a price hike for its theme parks, backlash on social media shortly follows. Here is what Chapik had to say about pricing in the theme parks. Quote, well, we'll always watch our demand. When you're playing a yield game like we are right now, and you have the flexibility with our reservation system, we can move on a dime. We read demand, and if demand goes up, we have the opportunity to do that. We have no plans to announce right now in terms of what we're going to do, but again, we operate with a surgical knife here. We're at a level of sophistication with our pricing that not only does it maximize shareholder value, but it enables us to provide a value to guests no matter what time of year they want to come. It's all up to the consumer. If consumer demand keeps going up, We'll act accordingly. If we see a softening, which we don't think we're going to see, then we'll act accordingly, end quote. 
Oh boy. Um, so my takeaway from that quote, uh, park reservations and the park reservation system not going away anytime soon. Uh, much to my and probably your chagrin, I wish it would go away. Especially if you're a local with an annual pass holder down there, I feel the park reservation system really takes away from some of that spontaneity that you used to have pre-pandemic where you could just be like, hey, I suddenly don't have anything going on today. Let's pop over to Epcot and grab a bite to eat or grab a drink or let's let's go ride... Uh, Tower of Terror and Hollywood Studios and uh, stuff like that. Park reservation system. Doesn't look like it's going away. But uh, I also feel like there might be more uh, price hikes and ticket price increases coming in the future. Because uh, to paraphrase Bobby Chapsticks here, uh, if, if more people keep coming to the park and more people keep demanding to get into the park, we're going to keep rising the price because people want to come and we're going to get money. Now, he also says if people stop coming, we'll lower prices. But we're, let's, let's be honest, people, in theory, aren't going to stop coming to Walt Disney World anytime soon. And on the one hand, he is running a business. And I understand that he has shareholders and a bottom line to answer to. So part of me gets that. But as a Disney fan, I think that's kind of crappy. <laughs> I really do. And I mean, yeah, I just talked about they posted more than $7 billion in quarterly revenue. Guest spending is up more than 40% pre-pandemic levels. But I feel like Disney is burning a lot of goodwill that they've built up over decades for some, I want to say, shorts short-sighted gain i mean well when when it's seven billion dollars doesn't matter how how short-sighted it is seven billion dollars is still seven billion damn dollars y'all that's that's a lot of money but at the same time mm, um but i mean mm, yeah that's uh that one is a uh, hard pill to swallow and then of course he made some other comments about disneyland that it just makes me Roll my eyes, and uh, but this is a Walt Disney World podcast, and uh, we are not going to talk about the uh, not going to talk about the synergy machines that apparently we are, or more accurately, we are not, according to uh, Bobby Chapstick. And then, uh, but again, talk like. Mm. Talking, talking $7 billion in quarterly gain. Guest spending is up 40% over pre-pandemic levels. Uh, Christine McCarthy, CFO of Disney, talked about how attendance at the domestic theme parks is, quote, slightly below 2019. Uh, but again, that doesn't mean that Disney's losing money. We, we just talked about how quite the opposite. So it's, it's, it's. Mm. It's 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 quite the conundrum. Uh, McCarthy goes on to praise. Uh, this comes from an investor called this past week. Uh, she goes on to praise the Disney Park Pass reservation system. Again, I don't think that's going away anytime soon, unfortunately. Noting that it's quote one of the levers that Disney can adjust if demand or economics were to shift. Another lever McCarthy noted was allowing more annual pass holders into the parks during slower times of the year. Yeah, crazy. You're going to let the APs, you know, use the passes that they bought. 
Anyway, as it stands, per capita spending at the domestic theme parks increased 10% versus quarter three of the fiscal 2021 year. Uh, this percentage increase represents a slowing in recent quarterly earning reports, but this quarter is also the first quarter that has been compared to a previous quarter that was profitable. While the 10% bump is per capita spending is relatively modest, the metric that shows how well the Disney Park Pass system works for Disney is represented in comparison to 2019. Again, attendance is slightly lower than 2019, but per capita spending in the past quarter was up more than 40% when compared to 2019, even with the lower attendance. Again, this all amounts to more than $7 billion in revenue last quarter within the Disney Park division. Uh, looking forward, McCarthy said that the demand remains strong with a third quarter hotel occupancy rate of 90% and booking and intent to visit metrics in line with pre-pandemic trends. Uh, that all comes from Blog Mickey. So, uh, I know that was a lot of a uh, lot of uh, money talk there, and uh, Disney's making their money, y'all, and that is even with them not selling annual passes to those who don't have them previously. That is them drastically pulling back on annual passes on the left coast out of Disneyland. And we're not like, like I said, this is a Walt Disney world focused podcast, but mm. some of the quotes from Bobby Chapik, but again, I mean, if, if he can point to making over $7 billion last quarter, his shareholders are probably very happy with him. Us park fans, maybe not so much, but, um, huh. It's kind of a downer to end the podcast on. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to bum everybody out. Uh, maybe I didn't bum everybody out. Maybe I just bummed myself out. Um, hmm, what can I do to make the end of the show fun? Um, ooh, I know. How about this? Going back to Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. I talked about how big of a fan that I am seeing Max from a Goofy movie and a Goof Troop dressed up like a power line. What's a character that you would love to see dressed up as something for Mickey's not so scary Halloween party? How about that? That's fun. That's light. That is not soul crushing, depressing news coming from Bob Chapstick. Um, get at us on Twitter and let us know at Doz Does Disney. That's D-O-Z, D-O-E-S, and y'all know how to spell Disney. Uh, quick sidebar, Universal is still selling annual passes and uh, much cheaper, believe me. Uh, that has nothing to do with anything that I've just mentioned. Uh, fo also, follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best Landon Doan, not the rest. Are we still having fun with Disney? I mean, I'm still having fun, but it's like just everything. I just... Ugh. Ugh. It is interesting. Uh, I, I I talked about you know uh, sub, uh, blog Mickey. I, I was reading their article uh, for that uh, CNBC stuff with uh, Chapik and uh, um, Christine McCarthy. It is interesting. Um, in the article for Chapik, uh, they have Chapik's picture for the header, but in the body of the picture, 
they have they have a um, an executive waving with Mickey and Minnie. It's not Chapik. It's Josh Demaro. So um, um, I know there is some savior complex with some in the Disney community online with Josh Demaro, but uh, maybe there is a great big beautiful Josh Demaro. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, Disney is still my happy place, and uh, there's still more good than bad. But you know. I'm sorry, guys. I, I know, I know, y'all don't come here to be bummed out about the news, but I try and I, I try and give you my honest opinions, and and, and a lot of times it's, it's 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 positive, but sometimes there's just stuff that bums me out, and hearing that the park reservation system, something I'm not a fan of, isn't going away, and that the higher ups at Disney view it as a positive, and that there might be even more price increases for what's already an expensive endeavor in Walt Disney World might be coming down the pike and the CEO is like, well, if you don't like it, dummy, stop coming. That that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. But uh, maybe I'm alone in that. Maybe maybe I'm just being overdramatic. But uh, thank you all for listening. Um, uh, hopefully, Stephanus will be back next week. Uh, if not, maybe I can... Uh, twist the arm of Justin Monterey. Be sure and listen to the um, Passholder Lounge. I've been on a lot of those shows here recently. Um, uh, so uh, that's even more reason to go check it out. That is now available in the iTunes store on Apple. It's on Podbean, Spotify, wherever you get your fine podcasts. Listen to Adventures with Steffers. Also available wherever you get your fine podcasts. And uh, hopefully I didn't run y'all, y'all off with the last five minutes of the show where I had kind of a Disney existential crisis. Um, uh, and, um, it'll be better next week. Right. So, uh, y'all are the best. Greatly appreciate y'all listening. I don't say this lightly. Y'all are the best fans in the podcasting game. Thank you for giving me your time. I know there are tons of other places you could give your time, uh, during the week. And it means the world to me that you give me, a second, let alone minutes and whatever rambling close to an hour, probably at this point, what are we looking at? Yeah, almost close to an hour at this point. So I'm going to shut up and get to my, uh, finish, finish my outro. Uh, so thank a cast member. Thank a team member, Disney and universal pay your cast members and team members a living wage. Cause Disney, we just heard you made $7 billion last quarter. Um, uh, <laughs> we love coming down to your parks. We think, uh, we even tolerate spending all of our money down there, but without them, without the cast members, without the team members, none of what happens is possible. So treat them like the rock stars that they are. Be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their life. And you don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture can go. And you don't know how much of a difference it can make to somebody else. And be decent to yourself. Take care of yourself. Now, I'm not talking just your physical health. I'm talking your mental health too. Because sometimes your mental health is just as important as your physical health. My name is Landon Doan. Thank you for coming along for the ride. It means the world to me. It really does. Because you've been great. And we've been Dawes Does Disney.
Holy shit, that was a disaster. You know, the Disney ride where you uh, go on a drunk driving adventure, crash, and then go to hell. Purple, purple, and then light purple. If you take anything away from this podcast, don't steal. Let's do work so I can go back to drinking wine. Wine. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I've just always wanted to say that. Thank you.